Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com, and I'm also an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group. My colleague, as always, is Bruce Aldrich, and today we have a special guest uh, who knows a lot about what's going on on the roadway. Uh, our guest is Ray Elliott, and he's based in Los Gatos. He's a tow truck driver for more than 20 years now, and Ray sent me a letter uh, a while back, an email about what he does, and uh, he has a great website that we want to talk to him about. Uh, Ray, welcome to the program. You are the publisher of a great uh, website, um, Idiots on the Interstate dot com. Welcome to the program, Ray. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. My my, my pleasure to be here. Oh, good. Well, what? A- and, and by the way, I'm actually I actually work in. Mountain View and Sunnyvale. I live in Los Gatos. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, thanks for the clarification. I appreciate that. I, I am actually in the heart of Silicon Valley here. You are, and uh, better you than us, I think. <laughs> There's a lot of smart sure, people. Yeah, yeah. A lot of smart <laughs> yeah, people there. <laughs> yeah, but smart people can't drive. Exactly. <laughs> well, Ray, I I, uh, I, lo- I looked at a lot of videos yesterday, and probably a good launching uh, p- point is that. You've taken the time in, in your career as a tow truck driver to um, take a lot of videos about p- idiots, basically. Uh, and it could be idiots yeah. who are police officers. It could be people who are the public. It's pedestrians. So could you tell us why, how, how you got the idea to do this and, and when you began to do it? Well, the biggest reason I started is because I drive a very large tow truck. I'm 26,000 pounds maximum. And I have people that literally try to commit suicide in front of me every day. They will pull, they will dive in front of me and slam on their brakes. And I mean, they'll miss my bumper. You saw in some of the videos that people just don't regard their, have no regard for their safety around trucks. So I decided I was going to take videos of these people and post them on the internet. And the, the idiots on the interstate thing was actually a a book I was going to write and make money off of, but I figured my knowledge is, is better to give give it out free to the public. <laughs> the, the video site was just an afterthought that worked. When did it start, Ray? Oh, geez, I've been doing it for... I thought of the idiots on the interstate about 12, 15 years ago. I didn't really get the website going until about five or six years ago, mostly because I have no idea how to do any of this stuff, and I have to figure it out all out myself. I saw one of your videos where you actually became involved in an accident. One of your, uh, as you call call them, idiots uh, catch you off and pull right in front of you, and you, you actually collided with them. What was that one about? Uh, well, the story was... Uh, he was training his 17-year-old kid how to drive. And his 17-year-old kid apparently never read his, his driver's manual, his handbook, <laughs> and didn't realize that you had to make a complete stop at red lights when you're making a right turn. <laughs> so he just plowed through the intersection on a red light, and you see the results of that. <laughs> his van versus my big truck. I won, obviously. Yes. Did when and we heard your your the the vocal part of it too. You you called called it into a dispatcher or someone. So who are, who were you calling it into on that particular video? And what what was the aftermath of that? 
Oh, I just I was just notifying my dispatcher that I had been in a collision. And after that, I just called my boss and told him what's up and do all that, do all the basic stuff. And my truck, I was able to drive it away. I actually, I just removed the grill and kept driving for the rest of the day. I, um, Cars don't I, do really, I don't get any damage when I get in a crash like that. No, Maybe I didn't a grill think so. or something. I was wondering, Ray, if you know, um, often it's a he said, she said type of thing, and the uh, insurance companies figure it out and just go 50-50 on it. Well, you had dash cam. Do you know if they use that dash cam and assigned 100% value to that other driver? Yes, they did. Very good. <laughs> Fantastic. I, uh, when, when I contact, when their insurance contacted me, I said, Oh, here's here's the here's the link. Just look at it online. You can see the whole thing. He's like, "Yep, you're right. It's not your fault." Perfect. So there was good out of that video cam, not only for learning for us, but at the time. And I'm I'm assuming. Go ahead. I'm assuming that there was no one hurt. So in that case, satisfaction is is a good thing. You got satisfaction out of teaching that person a lesson, and there um, and there were no injuries. So that's that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Well, he got out of his van. He's like, he was about to say it was my fault. And I said, uh, before you say anything, see the camera on my in my windshield. It caught the whole thing, and you ran a red light. And he's like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. And it, Good. And well, he's, fighting, he's letting a 17-year-old kid without a driver's license drive his commercial vehicle. Oh, um, boy. I'd be amazed if he still has insurance. Yes. Another video I noticed right away was the one that uh, people are cutting each other off. It's a common scenario on the freeway. They, they, they're thinking about something else, and then they go at the last second to the right-hand turn lane uh, for an exit. And in that particular video, one car did it, and then another followed. But there was also, I think, a CHP officer to the right. Did that officer get involved in that at all? Because it was, it was blatant infractions. I, you know what? I'd have to look at the video. I'd have to look at the video again. I'm not sure. Most of the time, the CHP don't see it. If I if I leaned on my air horns, he might turn around and see it, but it's usually too late by then. And I've shown CHP officers my videos, and they they just shake their heads, say we can't do anything about it because we didn't witness it, even though it's obviously on video. <laughs> wow. You, uh, Ray, you also, you see a lot of the aftermath of uh, poor driving. Like, sometimes you see somebody, like, so-called spin-outs at a, a on or off ramps, and you just wonder, how in the heck, what was a person thinking or doing, or how did they get over there against the tree or hit the guardrail on this turn? You see stuff like that all the time, I bet. You're pulling people out of the mud, what have you. Do you are you ever able to figure out, do they tell you what happened? Some people do, some people don't. Some people are totally embarrassed. A lot of times I can figure out what happened just by looking at the car, where it is, knowing where they are. Like this morning uh, on Highway 85 northbound on the 280 southbound, we had a rollover on that off-ramp, that interchange. And it's like the only there's no other cars around. The only reason they just happened is because they were moving too fast in the rain. <laughs> Well, to to, spun it out it. to take that yeah, to take that another in another area, and it's the tough question to ask. Um, when what happens, and how do you deal with if you come on, upon something that's very tragic? 
you know, with, with um, serious injury. What, what is your, I hate to use the cliche of mindset, but I can't think of anything else. What, what are your reactions and what do you do in situations like that? Well, I'm, I used to be a paramedic also. So if I come across something, some record crash with lots of messed up people, lots of injuries, I usually go into paramedic mode and start doing what I need to there. Um, until um, blood, guts, it doesn't affect me anymore because I've seen so much of it. I've seen, I've seen people cut in half. <laughs> so nothing really affects me that way. So I'm usually clear headed when I, and yeah, I usually control the scene, get it under control, even before the fire department and police are there. I've had, I've had been covered in blood multiple times when the fire department comes up and I'm keeping somebody alive. Wow. It doesn't happen very often, but I'm usually pretty good about those situations. What do you think of those, uh, those uh, shows like, I don't know, Alaskan Highway, and there's some, some what do they call it, on something on the uh, in the Sierras here out of Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. Have you seen those reality-type? Uh, Highway to Hell? Yeah, that's it. Uh, what do you think of those? Is it just kind of, I guess that's, those are obviously the, the worst of the worst or the best highlights, but is that kind of representative of what you do? We'll put it this way. I'm happy to work in Silicon Valley. I could never work the snow on Highway 80. That would be insane. <laughs> and the, those guys work in such dangerous conditions. I work in bad, dangerous conditions, but those guys work in ultra-dangerous conditions. And um, I, I've watched some of those shows, and I'm, I actually I've learned some things from those shows, some of them. There was one in, um, I think it was in Philadelphia, where... Uh, the tow drivers would listen to the scanners and they'd all converge on the same crash and then they'd get in fist fights so <laughs> going to tow the car. Oh my God. <laughs> I always laugh because that's it, California illegalized all that and they set up a program through all local police agencies, law enforcement agencies, so that doesn't happen. And I was just, it just makes me laugh that that happens in other states. Yeah, they they have a rotation, right? And uh, well, what do you if you see something, you just you just look the other way and keep driving, right? Or do you stop? Um, technically, we're not supposed to stop. If I see someone in a dangerous situation, I don't give a crap what the law says. I will get them into a safe situation, push them to the side, tell them do whatever I need to get them to a safe place. Um, the company I work for, we tend to focus more on people's safety rather than worrying about what condition their car is, who can pay, whatever. We just get things done around here. Ray, what is the name of the tow truck company? Uh, we are Fortez Brothers Towing. Gotcha. Um, in, a, in a selfish way, um, a few people over the years have purchased advertorials on the website that I have, theweeklydriver.com, and a few of them have been um, uh, safety stories um, from tow truck companies who want to post um, articles about the safety of tow truck drivers. And I have a couple of articles on my site about that. And and how safe are you uh, when you go to the side of the road? It's a 
you know, you're on a, a major thoroughfare, and um, do you feel as if you're at risk sometimes as well? Oh, yeah. After spending t- eight years of being a paramedic and a, a wildland firefighter, this is a far more dangerous job than either of those jobs. And there's a reason I drive a 26,000-pound truck, so I have a buffer between me and the rest of the morons that want to kill me. In fact, I've been hit. My truck's been hit quite a few times out on the freeway, on the expressways, and that just by people that weren't paying attention, usually talking on their cell phones or texting. Yes. Wow. I, I, I was protecting an accident one day that I just happened to pull over for, and it's a good thing I did because some lady, she, she was texting. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She was talking on her phone. Uh, she obviously wasn't paying attention. Traffic stopped in front of her. She slammed on her brakes. She spun across the expressway and plowed down the side of my truck backwards. Oh, my. <laughs> so I... when I went around to see how she was, she still had the phone to her head. She didn't even miss a beat on her conversation. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> uh, owning a website, and, and you have a website, and... Um, your letter was great that you wrote to me. I think you probably saw a column and maybe in the San Jose paper and you contacted me and it's great to exactly. hear. It's great to hear from people. Sometimes they're, they're positive and sometimes they have a criticism and it's, it's all fine. What kind of reaction have you gotten from your website? And, and if you have, can you share a, a good story that you've heard from someone um, who's watched your videos or read your text? You know what? I have never, ever gotten any feedback from my, my website. I really don't monitor it. I don't it, I, I don't make any money off of it, so I don't care how many hits I get. Um, I kind of decided not to have advertisers or do any money that way I make any money off of it. That way I don't that way I can lambast anyone that I want, even if that way I don't have a, an advertiser saying, well, you can't criticize us. No, I can criticize you now. <laughs> even an, an even, independent lambaster. I yeah, like e- even police officers from time to time. I, I saw the one video where I think it was um, a police officer was coming, at, not directly at your truck, but you were filming him as he was coming towards you. And I think he went through an intersection or he went through a crosswalk. And I, I said, I can't believe the guy just did that. But you had it on film. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I I. I pull no punches. If you're if you're stupid and I catch you on video, I'll probably post you. And I get so much footage every day that I can't post it all. I have just so much footage I can't. I just don't have time. In fact, last night I posted a fresh video just just for the fact that I was coming on the show today. So I figured I'd put up a fresh video for you. Yeah, we noticed the equipment. You have um, a, maybe a better dash cam in recent videos. You've you've improved your You're HD now. It looks HD like. um, camera, I think. I just use my phone. Oh, you do? Right. Okay. Wow. And the good thing, and it keeps my phone away from me, so I don't play with my phone while I'm going down the highway. The only thing I can do is turn the video on and off. It's almost out of out of out of my reach and everything. Oh, that's good. So. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you about um, is. The Weekly Driver Podcast gets support from americantrucks.com. Visit www.americantrucks.com. 
Well, you're a paramedic. You have a long career. But I'm wondering, after a particularly stressful day, or maybe you've had, I don't know how many would how many stops in a day would be a, a lot for you. But uh, mm-hmm. how do you, if you don't mind me asking, how do you, how do you come off of the job? How do you unwind? Um, and do you ever feel like, oh my gosh, that was a horrible day. I don't know if I can do it tomorrow. Oh, it happens all the time. And you know what? Nothing, no matter how bad a day it is, as long as I I come away breathing and still walking, it's still a good day. And I don't let any other people's problems affect me because they're not my problems. My car always runs well. (laughs) It's always maintained well. So it it doesn't really affect me anymore. I have, I have, Stupid people yelling at me. I uh, I have the strangest calls, but I just try to blow them off. And I just get home, and I, I live deep in the mountains where I don't have any neighbors and I don't have any traffic around me. And I just get home and depressurize there. Gotcha. Sounds like you got a good attitude. Uh, wondering, I, Ray. I try. Good. Do you uh, do you ever see where it's a uh, it is like as you mentioned maintenance or a, a, a mechanical problem we're talking what 95 percent what would your guess be of uh inattentive driving or poor driving versus a mechanical problem you're, uh you're talking like crashes related to mechanical problems or Correct. just breakdown crashes um crashes ball most, tires that type of thing they contribute to a lot oh you still there yeah yes okay something <laughs> something's tripping out my phone there. Um, I see most crashes are attributable to people just being ignorant, playing with their phones and everything. But probably about 10 to 20% are attributable to uh, poor maintenance, bad brakes, bad tires, uh, just for whatever reason, stalling in the road and getting taken, taken out. There's there's a plethora of reasons for people to crash into each other, but most of it's ignorance. Okay, thanks. We, we did a, a podcast a few episodes ago with a, a woman who um, is an analyst, and she had quite a study on distracted driving. And one of the areas that she told us about was people who are watching Netflix while driving. And something like 4% of the accidents that she had documented, I believe it was 4%, was from net she called it netflixing and i we didn't know what it was but she told us about i can't texting is horrible but watching a movie while driving has to be at the at the top of the stupidity list oh yeah i see it i'll see people going down the road they've got their laptop out on their on their steering wheel or their their tablet on their steering wheel watching a movie or texting I've seen people with their phones taped to their steering wheels so they can text while they drive easier. It's just just amazing how ignorant people are. My goodness. Wow. And that that comes to mind. um, I don't know if it's under your responsibility, if you can share or not, but if you come upon an accident like you described earlier and it's very tragic or if it's a simple accident, do the police rely on you and can you be, for lack of a better term, can you be a witness? I am a great witness, especially because I have the camera. <laughs> yes, I mean uh, legally, are you? Do they rely on you? Uh, I've had, I've been there, done that. Told cops, hey, 
this is what I witnessed. This is what happened. It's not this guy's fault. Like one time, I was just driving down the road, and I, uh, lady in front of me in a BMW was kind of being stupid, and, and she zipped over into this lane, and, and she zipped over like two lanes, and then into the into the left turn lane where she rear-ended somebody really hard. Her airbag goes off. I watched the whole thing. Her yes. airbag goes off, just absolutely obliterates her. She passes out. She's totally unconscious. Her car rolls back into another car behind her and wrecks that car. And now I witnessed the whole thing. I couldn't stop. But I came back a few minutes later, and the crash is still out there. And I went and talked to the officer. I said, hey, I realize it's always the person at the back of the crash whose fault it is. But I witnessed this accident. I explained to him what happened. And I made sure that the lady in the back of the crash wasn't blamed. I made sure the person in the BMW was blamed for the crash. And the lady who didn't get the blame was very, very thankful that I showed up. So was the officer. <laughs> that's a good example. Thanks, that for, is, thanks yes. for sharing that one. That's that's great. Would you recommend everybody get a dash cam? Uh, it would probably be a good thing, but then they'd probably catch me doing stupid stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're too nice. You're too honest, man. That's that's, that's quite some. Oh, well. I'll tell you right now, I'm a complete hypocrite. <laughs> I try to avoid doing stupid things, but hey, I'm human. It happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I admit to that, too. If you're stuck in traffic and... You're, you're not going anywhere. I, I admit to looking at a text message if I'm just sitting there and, and nobody's going anywhere. But uh, I've been... If you're sitting in traffic, that's all good. But if you're flying down the road, no. I'll no, no, down. no, no, no. That's not, not good at all. Is there anything else, Ray, that you could share with us in, in terms of, not that you're keeping a, a running tally or anything, but what, what do you notice in, in recent years since you've been doing this for quite some time? What would you say the, the biggest... Is it increasingly young people on their telephones that presents the biggest problem, or is it something else that you've observed? I would 100% go with people in general talking on their phones, texting. I see it all the time. I actually yell at people if, if their windows are down, because most of them are too ignorant to hear anyway. <laughs> and it's just, it's just amazing that people risk their lives just to text someone. And, and I'm as guilty as anyone of talking on the phone once in a while, but I I don't talk on the phone if it's not necessary. Like, I have to call customers all the time out on the freeway because the people who take our information can't get it correct nine out of ten times. So, like like that crash this morning on, two, on 85, all I got was Highway 85. That was the only information I got because the crash was in a place where he couldn't see it from the freeway from highway 85 I couldn't find it I, if I had actually found it I probably would, I would have beaten the fire and the police department there but since I didn't find it they pulled in just ahead of me <laughs> yes well going back going back to your um, your training uh, as an EMT and it's the same kind of question, but do you find yourself also, you must have an unofficial psychology degree or psychiatry degree or medical doctor degree, which is similar to, in some ways, an EMT, 
but uh, you must counsel people on occasion too. And 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 if you do, what? How do you approach that? I give people information about what's going on with the cars. If they've been in a crash, I can tell them if it's total or if it's fixable. Um, I get people that are absolutely hysterical all the time. And, you know, you got to talk them down, talk, reassure them that, hey, you're still breathing, so it's all good. It's just sheet metal. There's nothing to worry about. Just call your insurance, and that's what insurance is for. If you're not in an ambulance, you're not, not stuffing a cop car, you're all good. Who cares about your car being twisted? It's just a car. I love it. Good answer. Well, of course, right. I can say that because it's not my car. <laughs> <laughs> right. For you to say. Right. Um, What's the percentage of uh, people paying cash versus some kind of insurance uh, card or what have you? Does anybody pay cash anymore for your service? Uh, for crashes and that, it's un- unlikely. It's about probably 5% if that. Because most crashes go through insurance or they come into the shop and pay there, so I don't actually see that. Most people pay by credit card for everything now, though. Gotcha. Well, Ray, I, I know I've learned a lot in the last uh, 30 minutes or so, so we really want to thank you for taking the time. I, I believe you're on your lunch break or late breakfast break or some kind of coffee break or something, so thanks for taking your break to, to chat with us today on the Weekly Driver podcast um, if you, if anybody out there really wants to not have a chuckle so much, but see some of the idiots on the interstate, please visit Ray's um, website, idiotsontheinterstate.com. And um, as if we all don't know what idiots on the <laughs> interstate are like, it's a good way to see some more idiots. So thank you very much for, for being our guest today, Ray. We really appreciate it. Anytime. <laughs> all right. I have lots of information. I'm always happy to give you my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to see your hook. I don't, need, I don't want your services. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you never want my services, but <laughs> I'm always here for you. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I'll be in touch, Thanks Ray. Thanks again for your time this morning. Take care, man. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. The Weekly Driver Podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today.